பைபிள் ட்ரெஷர்ஸ் டாபிக் சஃபரிங் வெல்கம் டு தி சவுண்ட் டெலிகாஸ்ட் Praise God for all the corrective teaching we received through this series of talks. During the last three weeks, our subject has been on suffering. Man has started to suffer ever since he committed the first sin. And this suffering is all the time on the increase, especially as we come to the end of this age. Today we have more incurable diseases than any time in history. And today we hear more of tragic accidents than yesteryears. Today we come across more psychological disorders than any time. And we come across more natural disasters than perhaps in the entire human history. also more and more of societal complications now this happens both to good people and to bad people turn with this book of ecclesiastes 9th chapter read the second verse to you everything occurs alike to all one even happens to the righteous and to the wicked to the good the clean and the unclean to him who sacrifices and him who does not sacrifice as is the good so is the sinner and he who takes an oath and he who fears an oath this is the conclusion of a life of wisdom of king solomon and this is crystallized wisdom because he was the wisest man who ever lived on the face of the earth because this is so we must learn how to handle suffering we cannot escape suffering but we should learn how to endure suffering now the topic that is before us is how not to suffer so far we have studied three lessons lesson number 1 do not blame satan for all suffering number 2 do not be rash with your mouth last week we studied lesson number 3 do not think your problem is unique this week we will move on to lesson number 4 how not to suffer do not get irritated with people do not get irritated with people you know, what hurts us most when we suffer is people's indifference towards our suffering as usual once again we will turn to the book of job to get us a lesson turn with us to book of job 19th chapter read from verse 13 to verse 19 this passage is long but it is important he has removed my brothers far from me and my acquaintances are completely estranged from me my relatives have failed and my close friends have forgotten me those who dwell in my house and my maid servants they count me as a stranger i am an alien in their sight 
I call my servant, but he gives no answer. I beg him with my mouth. My breath is offensive to my wife, and I am repulsive to the children of my own body. And the young children despise me. I arise and they speak against me. All my close friends abhor me, and those whom I love have turned against me. Oh, situation cannot be worse than this. Now, this was not only the experience of Job; this was very much the experience of Psalmist David also. We'll give you some sample passages. Book of Psalm, thirty-eighth chapter. Look at the eleventh words. My loved ones and my friends stand aloof from my plague, and my kinsmen, that is my neighbors, stand afar off. Come with us to sixty-ninth Psalm and look at the eighth verse. I have become a stranger to my brothers and an alien to my mother's children. In fact, in the entire book of Psalms, we just urge you to read the entire book of Psalms with this subject in mind. So many times, David makes this confession. Come to the twentieth verse of the same Psalm sixty-nine. Reproach has broken my heart, and I am full of heaviness. I looked for someone to take pity, but there was none. I looked for comforters, but I found none. Now, concerning Job, you may have a question: How could Job say that all his friends stood afar off from him? Did he not have all his friends, close friends, around him all the time? But what were they? That is what is important. Look at the thirteenth chapter of Job, and look at the fourth words. How does he call them? He says, "You are all worthless physicians. Worthless physicians." Come to the sixteenth chapter. Look at the second verse. He calls them miserable comforters. And come to the twenty-first chapter. Look at the thirty-fourth verse. He says, "They are all comforters with empty words. They were empty counselors." So, beloved, God has given us friends and family members normally to stand with us in the time of adversity. That is what the Bible says in Book of Proverbs, seventeenth chapter, seventeenth verse. Read the second portion of that verse. A brother is born for adversity. A brother is born only to help in times of crisis. Then why does this happen? Why do God's people go through such times of loneliness invariably in all their sufferings? God many times, God Himself withdraws all the human support. That is what God Himself does. It. Turn with us to Book of Job, nineteenth chapter. We saw brothers left him, relatives left him, friends left him, and so on and so forth. How did it happen? Thirteenth verse it says, "He has removed." That is, God has removed my brothers from me. So who did it? God 
purposely withdrew and pulled out all the human support that Job had. That was the experience of David the psalmist also. Come to the 88th Psalm. Look at the 8th verse. Here the psalmist tells God, You have put away my acquaintances far away from me. You have made me an abomination to them. Look at the 18th verse. Loud one and friend, you have put far away from me and my acquaintances into total darkness. So why does God do that? God has given us brothers and sisters and friends and relatives to support us in times of crisis. But he also puts them out. Why does he do that? God wants to strengthen our spiritual muscles. The soul and the glorious purpose God has began all that he is doing. Book of Proverbs, the 24th chapter. Look at the 10th words. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. In other words, God wants us to strengthen ourselves and if we break and crush in the time of adversity, our strength is small. Now that was the experience of Jesus himself also. Book of Isaiah 59th chapter, 16th words. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. And what happened because of that? His own arm brought salvation for him. In other words, because uh, nobody was there to help the Lord Jesus Christ, his own arm became stronger and stronger. Is this not what happened in the Garden of Gethsemane? He wanted the disciples to be watching with him when he was agonizing with the pain of death. But what did they do? Instead of watching with them, they went to sleep. And what happened? Did Jesus get upset with them? He did not get upset with them. What did he do? Come on, the time has come, now you get up. Now the enemy has come, let us go. And finally what happened? All the disciples forsook him. That's what we read in prophecy. He saw for a man, he looked for a man, no one was there. He looked for an intercessor, no one was there. And in that time, his spiritual muscles were strengthened. Beloved, this is what I would like to call as the discipline of loneliness. As you go through this discipline of loneliness, there is an exhortation that comes to us very personally and practically. Book of Hebrews 12th chapter, we will read verses 12 and 13. Strengthen the hands which hang down, and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed and strengthened. Three of our organs are asked to be strengthened here. Our hands must be strengthened. Our knees must be strengthened. Our feet must be strengthened. Hands speak about our work. Knees speak about our worship. 
feet speak about our walk. During times of suffering, all these areas will begin to shake up and they will be weakened. At that time, we should take extra care not to let them go from weakness to weakness, but we should energize ourselves, encourage ourselves in the Lord, so that all these limbs and organs get further strengthened. That's what exactly God allowed Joseph also to go through. On a false accusation, Joseph was thrown into prison. And along with him, the butler and the baker were also thrown into the prison. Both of them dreamed a dream separately. They were confusing among themselves as to what the interpretation of the dream could be. And Joseph said as far as the baker was concerned, he would be hanged in another few days. But concerning the chief butler, he said, you will be raised back to your original position. That time Joseph made a request. Come with us to book of Genesis 40th chapter. Very interesting lesson. You read in the 14th verse. Here is Joseph telling the chief butler, Remember me when it is well with you, and please show kindness to me, and make mention of me to Pharaoh, and get me out of this prison. Joseph was trying to get a human support and help to bail himself out of the prison. But what happened? Verse 23. Yet the chief butler did not remember Joseph, but he forgot him. Come to the next chapter. First words. And it came to pass at the end of two full years. When you come to the ninth verse, Chief Butler spoke to Pharaoh, You, I remember my faults this day. In other words, God wanted Joseph to wait for two more years until he comes to a point to know it was God who will deliver him out of prison and no human support. Yes, beloved, God wants to bring us to a point where our dependence is 100% on Him and Him alone. Beloved, when you are suffering, don't bother how people accuse us or condemn us. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, they were accusing Him by quoting what He preached. And He talked about breaking of destroying the temple and raising it in three days, and they quoted it against Him. And they quoted as to what he claimed. He claimed to be the son of God. They questioned the very anointing that was upon him. You say you are king. And they said, they even questioned his faith. They said, you trusted in God. Now let us see whether that God comes to rescue you. Everything people were quoting against him when he was going through this crisis. He was silent and he simply ignored the whole lot. Because he knew it was God who left him at that situation. Even on the cross, our Lord Jesus Christ was further strengthened. Beloved, when you are suffering, do all that is possible to stay sweet and never ever allow your spirit to become bitter. We have Stephen as an example before us. 
People were all gnashing their teeth against him. How was his face? I'm seeing the glory of God. His vision was heavenly. Beloved, we want to tell you to maintain that spirit of Stephen in such situations, even in the regular days, in our ordinary suffering, we should learn and we should practice and exercise ourselves. Now maybe if people, they do not help you enough in time of trouble, then you have a question, how to stay sweet and silent? One thing you should remember. You did not help people as much as you want people to help you in your suffering, isn't it? What is the biblical role? Do unto others what you want others to do unto you. And during that time of suffering, you are standing afar and how do you expect people to help you during your moments of suffering? And another realization, Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit, they have so many names given to each of them. One name that is common to both of them. You know what is the common name? Comforter. Jesus is called the first comforter. Holy Spirit is called the second comforter. The another word for comforter is helper. Now when we have Jesus Christ indwelling us, we must be basically helpers and comforters. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we must be basically helpers and comforters of people. As we are worried over our own problems, we should never forget each one has got his own problem to be bothered about. People stand afar from us and they don't help us enough in our suffering. Don't be surprised and never ever become bitter. What should you do at that time? I will look unto the Lord of my salvation. How not to suffer. Do not get irritated with people. May the Lord enable us to apply these truths in our actual life situation of suffering and pain. God bless you.